Hello everyone and welcome to Canada Rinse Sound of Play 176. and Sound of Play, we're bringing you some of our and your favorite pieces from the mini video game soundtracks we've enjoyed over the decades. And I'm Ryan Heyman. There's nobody joining me today. We're just listening to some community contributions, and I'm throwing in a few of my own. So let's get to it. we got some big stuff coming up for the holidays. And uh, yeah, right now we're just kind of ramping up to all of that. So we came into the show today with a piece of music, two pieces of music actually, from The Wolf Among Us which you can learn more about in Canon Rinse issue 234. R.W. Gibbons from the forum had requested that and says, In light of Telltale's recent demise, and to honor their legacy, I submit the menu theme of the opening credits sequence from The Wolf Among Us. I played this game last year and was excited to load it up every time specifically to hear and experience the steady noir-inspired beat of the opening menu theme. I would sit and stare at the menu screen with its dark purple hue, watching Bigsby walking in place, and then just let the music wash through me. When you boot up the first episode, and I believe subsequent episodes, the music evolves into an even richer piece, haunting and full of emotion. This is a cool one, and people who have played the game will remember the way that that sequence looks especially. It's, uh, it's quite something to look at. A good kind of TV intro, almost. But of course, Telltale games are no more, but their legacy continues on. We just got the announcement recently that... Uh, Walking Dead final season episode three is on its way very soon, as uh, soon as next month. So good to see some of them landing on their feet and continuing to do what they love. We've got a lot of, uh, of musical variety today, so let's hop into something else. This is called Shadow World from Persona 4 by Shoji Meguru, requested by Gaio Pinto from the forum, who says, This song is the reason I picked up Persona 4 Golden. The harmonica riff at the beginning lets you know that you're going to be having fun with the game. I like this song, and of course Persona music is no stranger to Sound of Play. We dedicated an entire special to it back on Sound of Play 70 if you want to really dig back into Persona music. Uh, but uh, yeah, this track feels a lot different than the other ones that we played before. 
I don't know, but it's it's very catchy. It's very uplifting. It's very poppy. I I like it. And the harmonica does indeed stand out. I, I can agree with that. <laughs> Canon Rinse 80 for the full thoughts on that particular game, Persona 4. And uh, let's hop into Shadow World. Up. This is a piece called Country Rounds Skipo Remix by Skipo. I assume that is the proper pronunciation of that name. This is a piece from Beat Saber, one of my favorite VR games. I don't take as much time to mount up with the headset and everything as I probably should, but I always appreciate when I get to spend some time in Beat Saber. The Beat Saber soundtrack is great. I won't say this is my favorite song on the soundtrack, but for some reason, this one really stuck out to me today, so I wanted to share it. 
Bath 4 comes to us from Bloody Initiate from the forum who says, This is simply an awesome track. It becomes a part of you when you play a lot of Battlefield 3 because instead of a big warning that a multiplayer match only has a minute left, music just starts playing. I don't really like the massive burst of discordant sound at the end. I'm happy to disagree on that one, actually. I I do like that uh, discordant sound that plays towards the end of the track, but... As a minor point, of course, this is one of the theme songs from the Battlefield series, which, you know, I just can't get enough of this particular tune. (laughs) For how many times it's come back over the years, I really like the theme song from Battlefield. Uh, I remember I played Battlefield 1942 back in the days. I haven't really gotten too much into it ever since then, but uh, I do like the music when it's come back around. I own Battlefield Zero. I've been meaning to spend more time with that one, but I just haven't gotten back into it yet. Someday. This is called Main Theme, composed by Johan Skuge and Juka Rintamaki from Battlefield 3, which we have covered in Canarins 13 and 36. That's right, Resident Evil 4 was not the first game to get two entire podcasts dedicated to it. In fact, I think it's the third now, Walking Dead Season 1 being another. I'll have to double check. I don't, uh, I don't remember precisely. But Battlefield 3, you can catch up with that one in both of those early podcasts. Track 5 comes from Ashman86 from the forum, who says Lands of Lore 3 is not a good game. It's a disappointing conclusion to a classic series and a game that was showing its age well before it even hit the store shelves. The story is unsatisfying, the RPG mechanics are broken, and the characters don't even move their darn lips when they talk. Animation is generally lacking throughout the game. Even still, it's a game that I sunk dozens of hours into, and one of my all-time favorite terrible games. It's soundtrack by the legendary Frank Kalpaki and David Arkenstone, whose surname is almost too perfect for a fantasy composer, is magical. That's especially true of this piece, which serves as the theme to the game's Mage Guild. Again, a game and a series that I'm not familiar with. I, <laughs> I'm generally pretty good with, 
with obscure video games, but uh, yeah, you stumped me on this one. Lands of Lore. Uh, this was uh, published by EA back in 1999, developed by Westwood Studios. And this piece of music is called the Talamari. I like it a lot. It's really smooth and really relaxing. A nice wind down from the previous track. So let's listen to the Talamari. Thank you. 
Thank you, Ashman86, for that one. Another blast from the past, but with a modern flavor to it. I've been listening to the soundtracks to the Pokemon Let's Go, Eevee, and Let's Go Pikachu games recently, and I've played a ton of Pokemon Red and Blue back in my day, and Yellow as well. And while I don't listen to those soundtracks that often, the music has really stuck with me over the years, and, you know, it's just instantly brings me back to that place. And so listening to these updated soundtracks has been really interesting. Just um, hearing the new instruments play those old pieces of music that I'm so familiar with, it really kind of puts a new spin while still staying pretty true to the original. This is one of the really nice pieces. I like when Pokemon music gets a little creepy. You know, Lavender Town, of course, I pointed out in the past as a real highlight of the Pokemon soundtracks, but um, this one's just a little bit eerie, but still, you know, it's not a scary song. Um, It's called Viridian Forest by Shota Kageyama from Pokemon Let's Go, a cover of the original version, of course, from Pokemon Red and Blue. And green, I should say. Green, of course, predating blue by a year because of the original Japanese release. Anyways, unimportant. Viridian Forest.
request from Mark Hoog. While the Hollow Knight soundtrack is quite restrained and conventional overall, it's in the Grim Troop DLC where Christopher Larkin goes all out. This track from the Grim boss fight starts very orchestral, organs and all, but it soon takes an unexpected turn into black metal territory. I also picked this game because of the fond memories I have of it, and this boss was the last one I beat before I met my match in its literally spiritual successor, The Nightmare King, which also has a great musical theme, yet this one is more dynamic and interesting outside of the game. Very cool. All of those things are things that I'm into, so let's uh, let the song speak for itself. This is Grim by Christopher Larkin from Hollow Knight. <laughs> That was a 2018 track from 2017's Hollow Knight. You gotta love the expansions, of course. Track number eight comes from me. This is a piece called Prepare for War by Howard Mostrom from Planetary Annihilation. Can't say that I know that much about the game, but this is a grand and epic piece of music that I think you're all gonna like. So let's listen to Prepare for War.
short one today, but we got some uh, got some long stuff coming up in the future. I can promise you that. Remember, please venture over to our forum at canadarince.com slash forum. You can tweet us at canadarince and uh, hop on over to our Facebook page. Facebook, it still exists. You can request your favorite pieces of music in any of those locations, and we'll continue to include a selection of those in each regular sound of play coming up. We do also appreciate any iTunes ratings that you're able to leave us. That is uh, greatly appreciated and goes a long way towards our discoverability. We have a couple of other podcasts on the network, Cane and Rinse, which goes out on Mondays, and The Sauces Factory, which goes out on Fridays. Uh, I guess I don't do this often, but I should probably also plug my own podcast that is called Playwright, which I put out on uh, Tuesdays with my buddy Ryan Quintel, who used to be at IGN. Uh, we pitch video game ideas that don't exist and uh, just try to workshop them for 10 minutes each until we come away with something that we're somewhat happy with. <laughs> it, we don't always land on a winner, but we always land on something original. And it's always something to think about and uh, hopefully expand the idea of what video games can do. So that is Playwright, P-L-A-Y-W-R-I-T-E. You can go to playwrightcast.com to check that out. Anyways, if you've enjoyed this show, please also consider donating $1 per month to our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash canonrince. That uh, helps keep the lights on over here. Well, not literally. We don't have a studio per se, and actually... The room that I'm sitting in now, my my own desk, is uh, not that well lit because light bulb placement was uh, not well considered when they were building this place, but theoretically, it keeps the podcast moving <laughs> in a lot of very important ways. It um, allows us to take uh, additional time out of our schedule to do it. It allows us to buy software and hardware when needed and uh, everything that we need to get the podcast to you every week. Anyways, let's listen to one final piece of music. This is from Nobuo Yogami from the forum who says, I struggle to think of many OSTs that have set better moods than Mark Morgan's work on Fallout. The nukes of 2077 did wipe out everything with instruments and melody, a rare occurrence in this score. I presume Morgan figured that instruments, along with society, had long since decayed, and what the vault dweller emerged to hear would be simple echoes of a past that people now struggle to survive in. That echo motif features throughout as if the bombs and sirens are still ringing in the world's ears 100 years on. This game has such a raw feel to it, something I think the AAA sequels lacked, even with how great they were. I've chosen Metallic Monks from the first Fallout, a track which, out of context, might seem a, a touch surreal, but for this game, unreal. This is Metallic Monks Lost Hills by Mark Morgan from Fallout back in 1997. I've been very. Uh, amused watching the uh, the recent happenings in the Fallout universe. It's just such a perfect storm of just terrible decisions. <laughs> I hope that uh, none of our listeners have been adversely affected by any of the Fallout of Fallout 76, but um, as somebody on the sidelines, it's really something to witness, and uh, it's one of those rare occurrences that only come around once or twice in your lifetime. So, you know, your grandchildren will be asking you, where were you when Fallout 76 happened to the world? <laughs> Back in lighter times, let's uh, listen to Metallic Monks from the original Fallout from the good old Interplay. Back in 1997, and we'll see you next week. 